Today, we'll choose an EV for a guy looking for value but worried about lemons, a Spaniard looking for a performance EV, and a Volvo EX30 reservation holder checking his options. Hello, and welcome to Battery Bargains, a series from the Batteries Included podcast where we answer your EV buying questions. This is episode number 11. I'm Dominic Chioni, and I'm joined today by Martin Lee from the EV News Daily podcast, as well as Dave Connor from the Autospec Dave YouTube channel. Now, if you're looking for your own battery bargain, email us a couple of short paragraphs with Find My EV in the subject line and tell us about your use case and budget, and we'll see about featuring your case on an upcoming episode. All right, so let's kick this off with our first case for today. And to be transparent, we've uh, paraphrased these emails a bit for length and clarity. You guys ready to spend somebody else's money? Absolutely. All right. Yep. So our first, our first email comes to us from Ben, and he writes, Good morning, Batteries Included crew. Uh, I'm finally ready for my first EV. I've spent the last four years driving a company fleet Nissan Leaf Plus in Maine and really appreciate all things EV except for the Leafs charging curve and less than desirable winter range. Value for dollar is very important to me. And while I could slide easily into a Kona slash Nero EV for under 25K, I have personally driven a Kona and didn't care for the cabin and driving dynamics. For right around 30 to 32,000, I could drive off in an in an Ionic 5 or Fat e-tron with much better ride and noise reduction. Uh, for below 30000 someone could get a buyback lemon in one of these models, but that person is not me. A lemon varies in issues for getting bought back by the manufacturer, but there is there any indication available for why the 22 car of the year could be bought back for less with less than 2,000 miles on it? And is now for sale for 27 to 28K. Could this be software related or related to the dead 12 volt battery issue that's plagued my newsreel last winter? I believe he's talking about the, the uh, Ionic, Hyundai Ionic 5 there. Uh, any discussion would be helpful to consumers who may not know how to check a VIN for title issues and may end up with a previous lemon. Regards, Ben. All right. I don't know. How do you avoid lemons, Dave? Yeah. So, um, first of all, if if there if there is a title that says it's a lemon buyback, I don't care what the reason is, you don't buy the car. Okay, okay? I, I don't touch it. Right. If it says it's a corporate buyback, that's a different that's a different issue. Flood damage or lemon, I, I'm not going to touch them. Now let me explain why. the The issue is with a lemon buyback. You could have a very nitpicky consumer that struggles it depends on the state they live in i believe the the buyback rules for the lemons maybe i'm wrong but i think it's by the state and after you have three incidents of the same issue and it could be something very minor um you'll you'll the company may have to buy back car from you if you're loud enough if you're um, if it legitimately is a real issue but there are a lot of lemon buyback cars out there that Oh, he's frozen. Okay, sorry, you, we just missed so the last I, I'm sorry. The problem is when you go to sell that car, ah. and, and you're going to now have to, even though you've done the research on perhaps why it was a lemon, um, you're going to have to explain that going forward. The, right. And I'm, I just, there's enough inventory out there 
that are not lemon buybacks that I would avoid it. That's just me. Right. Um, if you can get a really good deal on one, then perhaps you move forward with it. Now, corporate buyback is, is a little bit different. I'll give you the example that we talked about, I think, last week or the week before on the bolts that were, you know, there was a common problem where Chevy was buying back the bolts and they were replacing the batteries for a very low incidence rate of battery failure fires. And uh, those I would consider because you could find a low mileage car um, with a corporate buyback. And then you can explain that really easily to someone when you go to sell the car. Um, so that's just me on the, on the lemon, on the lemon. Um, I noticed, uh, Martin, you, your eyes perked up when I said that. So what are your thoughts? <laughs> Over here, we don't have lemons, but we have uh, Category N and Category S cars. Um, and so that is classified as an insurance write-off. And again, it's not, as you say, Dave, it's not a clear issue because if you can get a stellar deal on something and your pain tolerance, if your pain tolerance is is okay with uh, the maybe the change insurance costs, explaining to the next buyer when you move it on you can get a good deal now over here category n is non-structural uh insurance write-off and then it's 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 effectively it affects the title of the vehicle and an s is a structural write-off and a a category n vehicle i'd have no trouble a problem owning i don't buy them though same as you um and a category n write-off would be a tesla that's had a fender bender no structural issues and the insurance companies especially these early days of EVs, are writing them off. They're saying to the owners, what's the full value of the vehicle that it's worth? We'll cut you a check, and and they just they want nothing to do with fixing them. Very expensive to fix, and also uh, takes a, you know, a long time. And so I think EVs are being unnecessarily category N. Um, category S is a bit more serious. And again, if you're happy to buy one, you can get a real bargain. What is your pain tolerance for that? I never see them, as you say, Dave, I never see them, you know, half of the equivalent a car. So if I was buying a 30 grand car and it was 15 grand for what we would say a lemon, uh, I'd jump at it because my pain tolerance is high enough. I might own that car for five years. I might be okay to fix the issues. I don't know. I, if this person doesn't seem like they're super into it. You know, then there might be some issues. You might have to get the car on the ramp a few times and maybe source some parts yourself from, uh, bre- sort of breakers and scrapyards. I'm no, no, no. You don't seem like the kind. Of, if you're asking us that question, you know or you don't know. Like if yeah. you if you know, then you're like, it's fine. I'll have that car and I'll be prepared to take the pain. And I get. Yeah. Look, I I bought I bought a. Um, it wasn't a, a lemon car, but it was one that nobody wanted uh, for four thousand uh, pounds once. It was the Skoda Octavia VRS. Was the uh, the 1.8 uh, VW Audi engine inside that, and uh, and um, it was one of the best cars I ever had. So few problems, it was fantastic. I think I sold it for more than I bought it for. But if that four thousand pound car had stopped tomorrow, I mean, it would have been a pain in the backside. But that was within my tolerance of pain. I could yeah. have, I could have justified Listen, it in the end. We're we're in such a buyer's market right now for EVs. There's so many clean EVs on the market. Where do you find these, uh, the information about the, the titles? Um, Carfax or um, what's the other one that um, auto check? Yes. Um, and, and, and I highly recommend to check both of them uh, for any kind of damage or any kind of information, because it's not as if there's a golden source of information. Uh, there was uh, recently I was, I was looking to buy, I can't remember what it was. Oh, a, a bolt. 
and um, and I and they said, oh, it's at a Cleveland Carfax, and I said, send it to me. They did, and it was fine, and I just checked auto check, and it had a hit. So just check both. The other thing is, um, electrical problems scare me. So I had an Ionic Five, and I, it was brand new, and I came out. I love that thing. It was a it was a Mac Daddy unit, and it was just incredible. I came out one day to have all things to go jogging. Of course, I had to drive to where I wanted to jog, and me jogging, it doesn't happen all that often. And the car was dead in the driveway. I made a video. The thing went crazy on out of spec reviews, and um, you know, you would think, how in the world could a car with a 77 kilowatt hour battery or whatever it is uh, go dead, right? Because every one of these cars has an, a 12 volt battery. And so there, that, that is not noise you're hearing about the Ionics and the, whether we didn't have the problem with the GV60, uh, but I've heard people having real problems with these, with these batteries. And I don't know that Hyundai Genesis Kia knows how to fix it. Um, I, I don't know. I just, electrical problems scare me. And there's right. so many good cars out there, but I'll tell you what this 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 person that wrote in is super dialed in and pretty intelligent mm. as far as the market goes. And um, there's a lot of great deals. You mentioned the the Fatty Tron, the 55, um, crazy deals out there. I, I like that because you're buying a car that's already come down so much in value. How much lower can it go? Um, and, and it's such a solid, great car that I kind of like that trade a lot. Um, and so I, I, I don't remember what the others, the Kona. Oh, I had a Kona. Um, oh, he, didn't Kona like, he didn't like the Kona though. Yeah. The Kona, the Kona was, um, it looked a little bit like Fred Flintstone in it just because it was a mm. smaller car and I'm six foot five, but the thing front wheel drive, a lot of torque, it would do two things. It would spin the tires, literally. It had yep. so much power. Yeah. And yeah. then when you would come to a stop, if you hit a, like a speed bump at just mm -hmm. as you're coming to a stop, the transition of regen to brake, and it, it, it got confused. And so what would happen is it would, you'd come over the speed bump doing maybe five or six miles an hour, and then you'd have your foot on the brake, and then the car would coast, like not accelerate, but it would keep going while you had your foot on the brake right as it was mm. going from rejection and it freaked me out and i did not right, like man. that and i heard that they tried to tune that a little bit but i would drive one on a bumpy road before you buy it and light it up in the rain and see if you're you're okay spinning tires because that thing just spins tires yeah. and then when you're coming yeah. to a stop it has this sort of unnerving it's like you you keep going and you're like i want to stop and it freaked me out so yeah, you know what, well, I, uh, I I have uh, had that battery issue twice on the Kona. I wasn't being rude while you were talking today. I was, I was looking through my pictures, and uh, um, I, I think I found it on my phone. Uh, just typically closed it. There you go. Uh, it's it's going to come through. It's a, a picture I sent to the guys on our internal chat. Nice. Uh, this was this was straight after a um, uh, the Friday podcast that we do. Um, I sent this to the, uh, the rest of the guys on our group chat because we came off the air. I went to jump in the car. And nothing. And I put my multimeter on the 12. But well, firstly, I, I, I had been charging it. And so the type two was locked in the car. It's dead. So I had to get the pull the key apart because you can press the little button on the, the key to physically take the key apart and you get the bit of metal. Go to the passenger yep. door, physically let yourself in, crank the handle to open the bonnet, get underneath. And um, yeah, I got the multimeter on and the, the 12 volt battery was on like five volts. Now a 12 volt battery reading that low 
would in in any other situation, I would think it's bricked. It's dead. You, you if I saw it at nine or eight volts, but that low, that's a that's that battery is it's a goner. I uh, attached as as that as my picture shows um, one of the batteries that I've got out here because I've got an off grid solar system at the bottom of the garden where I work from here. Um, so rather than um, I haven't got a jump pack, uh, so I quickly grabbed the twelve volt battery hunked up to the end of the driveway, plugged it into the Kona. It immediately springs to life. All the electrical systems go beep, 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 and it all come. The doors unlock and all sorts. I charged that thing for like five minutes, and I never had another problem. And that battery just sat at 13 and a half volts for the next yep. year. And I'm like, yeah. this, it, it it not only freaked me out, like, but also, uh, if that had been my wife at two hours away from home, mm. that not me in the driveway uh right. it is a real issue with the hyundais and that was my that was my kona uh yeah and it, I, it, in that in, <sighs> in that video i made i suggested everyone carries that little you know those little battery pack things they got these tiny little ones which, yeah, which, yeah those are great that's, yeah, that's with, all you the, need. with the clips and the thing was it wasn't as if the battery in my car had discharged the 12 volt battery it was just dead it was binary it was yeah. like not a real stat and as soon as I connected that little, that tiny little battery pack, Boom. the thing came to life. The, uh, yep. the 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 horn started beeping. I woke up all the neighbors, <laughs> and 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 that's when every everyone realized Dave is not normal. You know, it's like, <laughs> what is he doing? Right. So, um, but back it's to the car thing. selection. Uh, can mm. you can you bring up that that uh, Dominic? Can you bring up his his uh, right? Yeah. Um, value for dollars very important. Kona Nero. Right. Uh, he didn't like to. He I didn't like to Kona or the Nero so much. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, look, there's a lot, a lot of good choices. Um, the the um, the Bolt EUV, if you can find, uh, not so much the EUV. I don't know if the if the EV with a rebuilt uh, battery by the company, a corporate buyback title, those things are going for like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen grand here in the states. Um, just watch out for hail damage because I saw a few of them with hail damage. Mm -hmm. Um, I, boy, I'll tell you what, that, that e-tron is, is, is a really intriguing value right there. And then lastly, what I would say is model three. Um, Mm. you know, if, if you want to think about, um, you know, if you're into Tesla, there are, there's a lot of, lot of, a lot of used Teslas out there in the marketplace now because Hertz unloading them. And, um, you know, I, I think that the good values on the Model 3s are, are gone. But, you know, maybe a rear-wheel drive Y new with the tax credit, depending on your situation. Um, and last last but not least, a Mazda MX-30. I, I, I can't recommend that car highly enough. <laughs> if you can find one. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was just a little, a little, little My, afternoon humor are... for you. I was just seeing if you were... If you were awake, Dominic. Hang on a minute. Earbuds are not working properly. It sounded like you said <laughs> Mazda MX-30 or something. Listen, here's the oh, deal. You, and Kyle, I think Kyle's getting one of these. The, the VinFast down at uh, yeah. Lee uh, in North Carolina, 250 a month lease for 10K, no money down. So I don't know, man. I, yeah, I, don't, I, I, I don't know. I have to drive. I need to drive one of those things myself. I get like the re, the retail version of what they're selling now to really before I can recommend that car because they it's just the reviews are so brutal. And I know, I know. Drive it in yeah. Vietnam, it was not. 
you know, ready for prime time. And it didn't sound like it really got a lot more ready by the time they brought it over here. So, but I know they are working hard at refreshing that and getting that kind of, uh, I'm not sure, back up to speed or at least, you know, to a place where people will feel confident buying it. They do have a decent warranty program, I understand, but still it's a new company, a lot of unanswered questions. I, a I would, lot of unknowns, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would look for something just a little bit more known for now. Uh, I would say just like, personally, I was looking at the uh, Hyundai Ionic 5. Uh, I found one here I want to share with you all. And actually, uh, just before we go do that, uh, to answer your question, you can look here, you can see on the screen, it says um, vehicle history by auto check there. So you can just look here and you can see on each individual thing on like cars.com at least, uh, it's have, it has a clean title. Uh, if it has had an accident or not, and you can double check that, of course, with Carfax. And when you do the search, you can you can um, uh, what do you call just uh, filter out all the all the ones with bad titles or which that had been in an accident as well. So you don't even see those on your searches, which is a great way to go through it. But yeah, just looking through real quick, I'd found this, and there were a couple. Uh, Hyundai Ionic 5s for 25000 or below, and that, which would give you the $4,000 credit uh, tax, right? So that would be make it a $21,000 car, which is a, you know, how you, you can't really beat that deal, right? I like that. I like that trade a lot. You just got to make sure you're making on a used, on a pre-owned, you, uh, your AGI has to be 75 k or less. Right. Your income... Basically. Your adjusted gross income has to be seventy-five thousand a year or less, right? In order to get that four thousand, that's right. Yeah, but if you if you qualify for that, that is a that's a great car. I love that yeah. Ionic Five for that kind of money. Really yeah. good. So let's let's move on to our next case. It comes to us from George, who sent us an email and says. Hello, my name is George, and I am a follower of Autospec State of Charge and your podcast for the last two and a half years. I'm living in Europe, in Spain. In 2022, I was looking to buy my dream car, a model, a Tesla Model S, but they stopped production at that time. I'm not really sure what he's talking about there, but we'll just go with it. Uh, so I am an owner of a Tesla Model 3 long range for the last two and a half years. Uh, now I am looking again to change cars and maybe fulfill my dream. I have a budget of 100,000 euros. Great budget. Uh, mainly it's for commuting some long trips, including content for YouTube, enjoying mountain roads with friends and electric enthusiasts, and finally occasionally having a track day. I, am con I was considering a Tesla Model S Plaid, but now with the new Highland, thinking of a, M3, a Model 3 Performance Highland, the price gap is not so justified. Also, I was considering, with its depreciation, a Porsche Taycan Turbo used of maybe 2021 20, or something. Thanks in advance, George. So this is kind of an interesting, this is kind of more your backyard, uh, Martin. So performance, performance electric vehicles is what this guy wants. And you have anything... Any suggestions? I sure we are all going to go towards the Porsche Taycan, right? This is a, a fantastic vehicle, such high performance, so well engineered. Um, still, I mean, they're about to replace it with the latest, greatest PPE platform, um, but it, it's still also absolutely fresh. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, and the refresh Taycan as well. It's, it's coming out soon. They tease it today. But there is something happening in the world of Taycans. And it's, it, you know, it's not because of oversupply, because you know, everybody, there's not one on every street corner, um, that the used values are tanking. Terrible news if you own one. 
fantastic news if you want to buy one. Um, and that, you know, we had a look through at, at Cross Turismos and all the different variants. And you don't even need to go Turbo S in one of those. Just get the spec that suits you and your budget. It's going to handle like nothing else. It's fantastically high performance. And it's certainly not uh, an inferior choice to a Tesla Model S, which you're right. You know, we don't get that over here because they don't make right-hand drive versions of the S or the X. Unfortunately, if you're going to you know, buy a used one of those, then it's a 2020 car, I think, is the latest we can get. You, you can yeah you can import left-hand drive versions now you're in spain so yeah yeah you can get left-hand drive versions but um if you if you are going to bring up voluntarily on this budget the porsche Taycan, i'm going to lean straight into that and say do it do it do it buy a used one coming off at least after two or three years you are going to get a freaking bargain <laughs> someone's going to have a massive hit on that and it won't be you uh they'll have the loss and you're going to have a great car Dude, you know what? I'd also, I'd also cross shot the uh, Etron GT. Um, oh yes, right? Because you know there there aren't there weren't as many of those as made, but I I sort of like the look of those. I, I don't know. Um, I've never driven an Audi Etron GT, but you know Dominic, you and I have driven the 4S before, right? The Taycan. Mm-hmm. I've driven the the base Taycan. I don't think the base Taycan has quite enough power because. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the zero sixty is like five point eight or something like that, and it, it it sounds good, but it's it should be faster. The thing is, when you jump up, if you go to a cross Turismo, you get the um, by automatically you get the four S right, so it's an it's not just a rear wheel drive version, and you get the glass roof. So to me, whether you go sport Turismo, cross Turismo, or a base Taycan, but get four S and try to find one sweet spot. Don't go crazy paying up for a turbo or a turbo s in my opinion okay um the the balance of that car the fun that you're going to have with a 4s is not underpowered the rear wheel drive i kind of think it is but when you get on a twisty and you're going down the road in the in that tycon what what a great car and i would i would wait just a little bit for some announcements on the new um, refresh Taycan, because as, as bad as the values are right now for sellers and as good as they are for buyers, I think it's only going to get more in the favor of the buyers. True. Sure. So, so, so I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at his uh, at his YouTube channel. I don't think he's I don't think he's going to go to YouTube to make money at. So, but I think he still wants to. He would probably enjoy some views. So uh, it makes it a little tricky. Uh, so. The Porsche Taycan is probably like the best driving electric sports car you can get. It just feels so good, you know. And as Dave was saying, 4S or, or GTS, I think would be a good spec too. Um, yeah. Uh, and I, I like I like the Sport Turismo. It's like the the wagon that's that's low, but but it's been out. They've been out there for a while, and the refresh is coming. But I don't think the refresh is going to make really change a whole lot. The the changes, uh, well. I mean the the visual changes aren't really strong. I think uh, well, I can't I can't really talk about the other changes yet. But um, I would I would look at something I don't know. Say, and I don't think the Tesla is going to be. I think I would take the Taycan over the Tesla. But then I would look at other things that are coming your way because you're in Europe, so you have a few things there that you, we might not have over here. Like uh, the the Hi-Fi Z is something that might be interesting, like a Chinese car. They they do have the Hi-Fi A coming, which might be out of your budget for now. But um, 
Yeah, the Hi-Fi A looks like full out like supercar basically like same as the uh the byd uh sub brand yang wang they have the mm. the u9 that's coming that's going to be like 1305 horsepower which would be a terrific car but that's one hundred forty thousand dollars. i think it's going to be starting in the 140,000 euros um but yeah, there are a few cars like that. So I think it would be interesting to have like something like that or the Zeker, what's that? Zeker 001, is that the sports car version? Yeah, yeah, you're right. And there's, you know, great cars like the Neo 87. I think that's out in Germany. Um, and again, right. you know, if you want to take a punt on a Chinese car. Um, I think well, it'd yeah. be great for content as far as like on YouTube. And it might be a, a you know, fun learning experience. I don't know. Uh, it's your personal experience. Uh, if you don't want to take any kind of risk like that, just, you know, stick with Porsche Taycan and you'll be, you know, happy for sure. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, we should move on uh, to our last email. What's your time? Yeah. Hey, Dominic, can I, yes. can we just have a moment of silence for Vroom? Uh, um, oh, it, yes. 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 Speaking just, of just, just a moment of silence for Vroom because Man, did I sell him a lot of cars over the last two oh, three you? years? Really? Oh okay. yeah. Oh that's yeah. That's why they went out of business. <laughs> and and I'm pretty sure that's why they went out of business. <laughs> but uh, listen, you know what? Uh, yeah, that that uh, that market maker source liquidity is gonzo now. So Man. anyway, wow. go ahead, Dominic. I didn't mean to. Uh, that's okay. To, to, yeah, it's a whole other show because now I'm wondering well, how, how how that'll affect Carvana. And I'd love to bounce that off of you and, and talk about this, but yeah, we got to keep this tight today because <laughs> yeah. Uh, so our last email comes to us from Steve, and he writes, "Hi, okay." And he starts with, with a note. I put in a I put a pre order for in for a Volvo EX30 a few months ago, but want to keep my options open in case it's delayed, and or the dealer pulls shenanigans on me. Here is my situation: I'm committed to an EV. So much so that I have installed a Tesla Universal connector via QMerit, thanks Tom, in my garage just last week. I currently drive a 2012 Nissan Juke and storage works for me, although I'd love a bit more room. My problem with the Juke is the front cabin feels a bit cramped. I'm a photographer and often work out of a small rollover case in my vehicle with a couple couple light stands or light stands, sorry, light stands being transported as well. I test drove a Volvo C40, my first EV drive, and I loved it, but it's priced too high for my budget. I believe that's around 53 starting. I do not road trip very often. I work from home during the week and I shoot weddings on the weekends locally in the Chicago area. I've always held on to cars for 10 years. This time, I'm considering leasing to get the $7,500 tax incentive that if that is allowed to happen. I'm not opposed to a Tesla, although I have some, I do have distrust of them. Um, I would consider used EVs as well. Thanks, Steve. So, uh, uh, Dave, let's, let's kick it off to you to start. Wow. Um, okay, if you're cramped in a Nissan Juke, I'm not yeah. sure how much more room you're really going to have in an EX30. Um, it's not a big car or right. a CUV. Um, I've seen them, uh, but I've never sat in one. It's small, um, right. but they're going to sell a heck of a lot of them at, yeah. a, at the price point they're going. Um, I'm going to throw out another name that I think you should go look at on a value budget, assuming they start making them, is the lower-end Fisker Ocean. Um, quite a bit bigger. And I think that from someone who I've done wedding photography in my, in my older 
years when I was uh, when I was in high school and college, and I know there's a lot of equipment to to bring around. I don't think you'd have any issue with the EX30 with respect to that, but you're going to feel a little bit more room in the ocean. It's very similar, in my opinion, to like an ID4 size. It's just a little bit bigger, and I really liked that ocean a lot. The problem okay. is they're only making the high-end spec, so everybody's waiting for the. They've been waiting four years for these things on the low-end spec. I know that's kind of off the beaten path a little bit, but um, you know, I mean, you could take a look at the Mustang Mach-E's as well. Um, quite a bit more room, I would say, in those. Uh, it just it, the way they're 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 set up. But um, yeah, I mean, those are some of my thoughts, and I, I wouldn't be afraid of Tesla Model Y either. Um, currently, the way those things are, um, I know you live in Chicago. Um, you know, and if you're not driving a lot and you're on flat surface, it's not super mountainous there. If you could get a, get away with a rear-wheel drive Model Y and take advantage of the $7,500, you know, credit on a lease, those things are leasing out, Martin, dumb, I think like 400 bucks a month or something like that. Yes. And you just, I don't think you can make a mistake with the Model Y. Um, and you would not be disappointed with the room in that vehicle at all, especially compared to your Juke. Uh, big uptick there. Those would be my thoughts. I I think leasing is is oh, it's a really interesting thing because I always buy vehicles, so I have to then put myself in someone's headspace. But you've um, and again, I've I've done really well in EVs. I've sold them at times when the supply has been short during COVID, and I've made money on EVs. And I would never recommend anybody buys and sells cars to make money unless you're in the trade and or unless right. you're buying Ferraris. That you know, cars are depreciating assets, and I've done all right, um, and I've lost a ton of money as well. Now, you bought leasing up, and I'll tell you why I'm trying to get my head around why leasing could be your you know, your play for the next two or three years because there are some stellar deals right now for, the as Dave says, $200 and $300 a month with almost nothing down. In some cases, 0% finance, maybe one month payment down. Again, I'm not a huge fan of it because that's just not the way that I go around. That's not the way I, I have cars because cars, uh, you know, I think some people lease cars because they just do a job. And they, they, you know, like a mobile phone or a car, it needs to do a job in my life. I don't, and, and, they, and then they move on. And I'm, I'm different with cars. So I don't, I don't really have a huge understanding of the finance world. So I don't recommend it. But there's a $7,500 uh, incentive, which even if you're, tax liability you know isn't up to that you then you, you still get the full amount off i saw a hyundai a matching that recently as well with another seven and a half thousand off the ionic five it's a 15 grand discount if you if you lease and look at those leasing deals at the minute you say you don't road trip very much think about your tolerance for pain on a nissan leaf and and chatamo is gonna sting on a long journey chatamo i don't recommend you buy a chatamo car if you road trip but if you don't need to do long journeys look at the lease deals on leafs and bolts and and narrow evs and uh the cars that aren't selling subaru solteras and toyota bz4x's you know you can't charge more than a couple of times in 24 hours and the car will brick itself but that doesn't matter to you some of these deals are 239 249 259 a month and i'll tell you i'll get to the point of what i'm getting at the world is changing with uh, nax and the plugs on the side of the cars and every ev in three years time is going to have the tesla connector on the side and at the end of that lease you just hand it back 
And you go, right, now, how does the world look in 2027 or 2026? And I think the world's going to look so different in terms of EVs. This is a once-in-a-lifetime change we're going through. And it would insulate you from being left with something, uh, you know, you're not going to want to keep a car for 10 years. Because an EV in 10 years, it's going to be a relic compared to what you can get in the early 2030s. So I hate to imagine... Have a look at those lease deals. Just search, you know, best EV lease deals of 2024. One of the things um, on my channel, Out of Spec Dave, I did a whole episode on leasing. And at the end of the day, I kind of came out against it. I've never been a big fan of leasing. I do pile miles on cars Mm. when I own them, and I tend not to keep them very long. So for me to sign a long-term contract on a car is kind of like, ooh, that's a scary thought. But the thing that we've seen in the last year is the value of cars has tanked so much. So imagine if you bought a Tesla Model Y, as an example, in January of last year, and you put down 10%, you paid the tax, you put down 10%, you might be $20,000 underwater right now. Why? Because Tesla is just, they've just decimated the market with these the, the prices that are going down and down and down. So you've, you've, you're buying a depreciating asset. We've all known cars do not appreciate unless they're Porsches or, you know, fancy Porsches or Ferraris and you're really smart about what you're doing. But I would argue that today, more than ever, owning an EV is a very um, risky proposition from a value standpoint. And I didn't think about this until you just said it, Martin. It's the, it's the, um, the fact that all these cars are going to go nax. And to not have a native plug in the car starting in, let's say, 2025 and beyond, and you're going to sign a lease for three years. So when that thing comes off lease, you're going to be insulated from the value of that car if you were to own it and try and sell it in 2025. And everyone sits there and says, oh, you got a CCS combo, you know, CCS um, adapter in your car. Where's the NAX? The answer is you'll have an adapter, right? So it's not as if you won't be able to charge it. But are you going to want to buy a car that has a NAX port? or has a CCS port. And I think that's yeah. going to only further. And then one last point is what, you know, it's, I'm just waiting every day for some new technology to come out with batteries where 500 miles of range, not impacted by coal, cold. I can't help but think that my favorite movie is Back to the Future. And then, you know, and I, you know, I just know that at some point we're going to see technology come out that's mm-hmm. going to make all these cars devalue so much. Because what do you mean you only have 300 miles of rain? What do you mean it doesn't charge faster in the cold? In the cold? What do you mean it has a tapering curve? What do you mean you have to precondition? I mean, these are right. all the things that I think you have to think about. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I think at least it does make sense because technology will change in the next, uh, you know, three years especially. So if you get a three-year lease, I think the uh, what we were looking at before, the Tesla uh, Model Y rear-wheel real, drive is like a 379-month lease and um, yeah, $3,500 down, 36 months term, 10,000 miles a year. Uh, yeah, but you know, I would, so there's that. So there's gonna be a whole lot of really great EVs uh, coming available on the market in, in the next three years. So, you know, if you lease a car for, the, for a little while, you'll have all those options coming up. But if you just wanna get a, you know, buy a car, do your usual thing, get a car, drive it for a lot of miles, 
you like the, the Volvo C40. So I would look at the used examples of that car because they started around $35,000 instead of 53. Sure. And there are some super low miles. I saw the cheapest ones had under, they were like 6,000 or 8,000 miles. So under 10,000 miles, it's like basically new. Um, and so used model, used Tesla Model Y, so similar low miles around the same price. The Tesla uh, long range Model Y can, new can be as low as $41,490. So that's pretty tempting. That's with the $7,500 tax credit. But then again, if you look for something with under 10,000 miles and a 35000 price will you know, bring that, will give you another $7,000 in savings as well. And you know, that seven thousand dollars is a significant amount of money for some people. I I would also add uh, as a as a Polestar owner now of the last couple of weeks, one of the things that I hadn't appreciated about the C forty and the XC forty that um, could be a, a deal breaker for a, a, to swing the deal for the, for you is that it runs on Android Automotive, mm-hmm. and already in the last two weeks, I've had updates. Now I thought Tesla. Uh, we're pretty good at providing updates, but I got uh, the Google because it used to have a different browser, like a third, not not Firefox, but you know one that it worked, but it was okay. Um, Google Chrome is now ruled out, uh, rolled out inside my car, and so I just all I did is I, I put in my uh, Gmail username and password, and and all of a sudden like it's got all of my search history, and it's just Google Chrome in the car, nice. um, and of course it, it just it, it naturally works with Google Maps and etc. And even the last couple of weeks the car's got better. And I'm like, I didn't think Android Automotive was this good and updated this often. And that C40, by use one of those, you get 20 grand off a new car and it's going to be getting better and it will feel like a new car because you get new things added like the Tesla experience. And so maybe I'll start recommending those vehicles more as I drive my Polestar more. Right. I mean, yeah. So I, I think, of course, when you buy a, a new car or a used car, it's a great example to go out and try some cars just to see what you like. So go out and try. <laughs> yeah. like, go to the deal, try a brand new Ionic 5 or a Mustang Mach-E, you know, for good measure, just to, so you have, a, a, you know, an idea what you're about, your, your, what your, uh, what the choices are. But uh, if you really like the premium feel of the Volvo, though, you know, it, it can't not sit, mention the Audi e-tron, which is in the same, you know, mid to high thirties with the extra low miles on it. If you want to get like 10,000 miles or below, just like the mid to higher 30,000s get you there with the e-tron, which is pretty nice. And, and we just need- to be clear, not, not the Q4 e-tron. We're talking about the, no, no, yeah, the, 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 fat, daddy, the, the, daddy the 55. Yeah. The big we need a, uh, we need a, an yeah, e-tron can- bell. Like the, right. a bell that you get on the front of the right. lobby of the hotel. And every time one of us mentions the e-tron, we should ding the bell because it happens every week. Yeah. <laughs> hey, one, one thing to keep in mind on, on just kind of like maybe give a little bit more life to the leaf is I saw this week an adapter that's come out now, CCS oh, to Chatamo. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, I mean, it's still going to charge like garbage because it's, it's not got any kind of thermal management in that car. And, and it's, I think, limited to, what, 50 kilowatts. It, so it's, it's basically not even as good as a bolt, right? But, but if you're not road tripping it a lot, um, on the occasion that you are, if you get the adapter, you know, now you can actually charge at, uh, at a reliable CCS charger, right? <laughs> so you got that going yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, and that's a U.S.-centric uh, comment there, Martin. <laughs> right. All right. Um, well, I think that, uh, let's see, look, our time, yeah, we're pretty deep into it. So I guess that we should probably wrap it up. All right. So, so that brings us to the end of our show. If you have any questions or comments, uh, please leave them below. 
And uh, you can get in touch with us on the social media platform of your choice if you'd like. Don't forget, if you like the show, please give us a thumbs up. If you didn't like the show, please give us a thumbs up. Click subscribe. Tap that bell icon for notifications. And thank you all very much for joining us. And we'll see you all again next time. Ciao. Bye-bye.